deal. At home, turn us up. In your car, turn us on. At work, tell others about Talking with Ms. T, the talk show that's giving you trending topics, noted news, interesting interviews, community updates, and so much more. It continues right now. Miss T. She'll do the talking. All you got to do is be a good listener. Hello, my friends. It's time to begin the show designed with you in mind. We hit the roof with the truth and the floor with much more of what you need to know to stay engaged, educated, empowered, and, of course, entertained. Thanks for tuning in to another edition you shouldn't be missing. This is Tanisha Baker, and you're talking with T. It's September 13th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, TV actor, producer, entrepreneur, playwright, and more, Tyler Perry. Also, music producer, Swizz Beats, late Black Panther Geronimo Pratt, Late actress Nell Carter, who may be best remembered for her role on the TV sitcom Give Me a Break. Talk show host Tavis Smiley and inspirational speaker Ayanda Van Zant. Today on the national calendar is National Peanut Butter Day, Uncle Sam Day, Baldi's Beautiful Day, and National Boss Employee Exchange Day. Now, where they do that at? On this date in history, after being shot on September 7th in 1996, Tupac Shakur dies, and rumors and conspiracy theories still circulate around his death. I recently read, and by recently, I mean in just the past week, that the cop who held Tupac after the shooting has been accused of actually killing the legendary rapper or helping him escape. The theme this month is Slay It in September. You are encouraged to face each day with the intention to slay. Be your best self every day. Dolly Parton says if it sags, bags, or drags, she's going to nip it, tuck it, and suck it. Keep it tight and right as some sass with some class and slay each day. Talking with T would love to feature your organization or business. Become a sponsor or advertise on the show. Let us help you reach more people and promote your brand, service, or product. Business owners, church leaders, entrepreneurs, why not build your brand on Talking With Tea, your urban talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage. Call today, 865-409-1170 for more details or visit TalkingWithTea.com. As we are at the start of a new school year that is not void of challenges, I want to continue to highlight voices of educators in the community. I'm going to piggyback and share recordings from Community Conversations with Gene Thomas, featured on none other than WJBE Jamming 99.7. This week, we'll feature Executive Director of Project Grant Knoxville, Ronnie Chandler, as well as Brian Hartzell, the Disciplinary Hearing Authority and Enrollment Supervisor, for Knox County Schools. Hello, I'm Ronnie Chandler, the Executive Director of Project Grad Knoxville. I want to say thank you to WJBE for doing this and for allowing me this opportunity to just be part of this. Um, I'm a parent and a grandmama, and I know that most parents and grandparents are doing the best they know how to do, but all of us can do a little more. So one of the things I would uh, just encourage us to do is to be sure that we get our kids to school on time and that they be there every day. Every minute matters. And when our young people are missing instruction, they're getting behind. And, and we can't afford for our young people to fall behind. We need them. We need them in school and we need them there on time. Also, let it, I would just want to say, let's not be quick to condemn parents and families and, and let's encourage them. And parents and grandparents, it's okay to say, I don't know everything. 
There are people who love and care who will help. And kids, you got to do your part. You also have a responsibility for your own success. Nobody should care more about your success than you do. And so you have responsibility too. What you've survived is not who you are. You got this. You can do this. And you're not by yourself. Community, let us help protect our children. Don't cover those who are harming our kids and our neighborhoods. If you see something, say something. Let's silence the violence. Pray for our kids and our schools and our school families every day. And every time you pass a school or you see any kid, it doesn't have to be your kid, any kid, our kids feel heard and they get weary too. And we need to cover them all the time. And you can call the principal before there is a problem and just ask, how can, how can you best help the school? Let's lock arms around our babies in every neighborhood as we go back to school. I'm Ronnie Chandler, sending you love from Project Grad Knoxville. Good afternoon, Knoxville. My name is Brian Hartzell, and I serve as the Disciplinary Hearing Authority and Enrollment Director for Knox County Schools. I'm here to talk to you a little bit today about some of the issues in our communities and how we as a community can work together to provide the services needed for our students. Uh, there's four or five different areas I'd like to address today. Uh, the first area is, is attendance. Uh, once again, the uh, a student absent is a student not learning. We need to make sure that we get our kids to school uh, at an appropriate time. Elementary school starts at 740. Therefore, we need to make sure that they're there by 730. Our high school starts, most of our high school start at 830. So therefore, we need to be there by 815. That's giving the kids an opportunity to get, in, get, get to breakfast, get them a small hot meal or whatnot, and then go to class active and ready to participate. The other activity I like to talk about is our behavior. Yes, uh, we understand that that we're going to have some issues in schools with our students. However, the response to those behaviors, the accountability, the accepting the 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 consequences that come with those uh, misbehaviors. Uh, teenagers will be teenagers. However, it is your responsibility as parents, our responsibility as educators, and then the community responsibility as a whole to make sure that our kids are being shown examples of the, the rights and the wrongs, the way to approach and way not to approach. And then things do happen. So therefore, the way to cope with different things uh, when things come our way. The other thing I like to talk about is exposure. Our kids in, in, in East Knoxville community are very talented. I served as principal at Austin East uh, for about three, three, three to four years, and I've seen many talented students come through the halls of Austin East. However, they lack the opportunity to exposures to many different things. It is, it is, is, it's not that it's, they're not there. Sometimes they, they're fearful of failure. They're uh, 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 n not knowing the um, the things that are out there outside their four walls or their four streets that they can see but we need to make sure that we expose our kids and encourage our kids to to take take chances uh, 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 go apply for that scholarship that calls them to, that that's asking them to write an essay 
uh, do the th the little things that's necessary for them to be prepared when opportunities do come after four years of high school, vice versa, after three years of middle school. This is just not a high school conversation. This is a school conversation. We want to make sure that our elementary kids, our preschool kids, first off, are prepared for our elementary school. We want to make sure that our elementary kids are prepared, students are prepared for middle school. And we also want to make sure that our middle school students are prepared to go on to high school and not just be in high school, but be a part of the high school. Uh, be a part of Austin East. Be a part of Fulton. Be a part of Gibbs. Be a part of uh, Holston. Be a part of Vine Middle. Be a part of South Door Middle. Be a part of the school as in, as as it taking an active role in the many activities, the uh, clubs and different things in the school. I found. Uh, I found it to be a fact that when a student is part of something in the school, they take pride in the school. So therefore, we need to encourage our students to do those things. As, as parents and community people, we need you all as well. We need you all to be involved in the school, volunteering, uh, donating your time, your money, and, and your resources. You, you all have been in this community for many years, as I have, and we know the shortfalls of, of our schools. We know what the needs are in our schools. We just need to make sure we're providing those services so that our kids see us on a daily basis in and out of the building, setting examples, being role models for them in during school time as well as the large part of the community when they see us in and about. Now let's talk a little bit about the safety factor. We know what, what's allowed in school, what's not allowed in school. We know that schools are institutions for learning. Uh, the other activities that, that students partake in school are not acceptable. Therefore, we need to make sure that we hold them accountable. Not only the, 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 the students, but we also need to make sure we hold the administrator, administrators. We also hold the teachers and other adults that are in and out of the building. We hold them accountable for being role models, being teachers, they may not be teaching the content area, but always students, just remember that students and, and, and young folks are always looking to us and for us for examples. We need to make sure we're setting those positive examples. And then when we see a student doing wrong or about to make a mistake, encourage them. Give a student a hug. Give them a smile. Speak to them every now and then when you pass their way. Let folks know that you care about them. We always talk about the old days, how it used to be. Well, those things don't have to be old and it don't have to be the, the way they used to be. We can make things better today by acting and being positive role models and be, just being positive to one another and the, uh, showing love to one another, showing each other the godly way, that agape love that we talk about in our churches on Sunday. It's not only on Sundays that we should show that. We should show that seven days a week, 24 hours a day to each and every individual person we come across. The last thing I like to talk about is our student needs. One thing that we all know our student needs, because we all need it, is love and support. Uh, we understand that every student may not get the needed love and support that they that they need from their home. However, as adults, we are responsible for loving our kids, showing our kids love in all different ways and showing kids love is correcting them when they're wrong yes correcting them when they're wrong yes and and we understand that quote unquote as we say we're dealing with a different breed today however like i said earlier everyone loves love and and love is love regards to how you show it or highest receive you continue to show that love community as a whole we must as parents as community leaders as students as teachers, as educators, we must come together and, and support 
our educational system. We must be involved in it from day one, not only when things are going bad. We must be involved in it to stir things, to guide things the way we want them to go so that we're not just participating when it's a football game or when it's a basketball game or when we're coming in from a championship. Our school started August the 9th. We need to be involved August the 9th. We need to be involved the 1st of August. We need to be involved in June and July prep, prepping our students for the coming year. We need to celebrate them when they do well. However, we also need to correct them when they're not doing well. We need to show them, once again, being that role model, being that example, that daily example of what their life could be like if, if they're prepared, the opportunity presents itself to them, and they've made the, the, the necessary steps to meet that opportunity to be a successful, productive citizen within our city and within our community. Thank you, WJBE, for the time and the opportunity to come and talk to my community. Once again, I am Brian Hartzell, a product of East Knoxville, a proud uh, student at Summer Green, at Vine Middle, at Austin East Magnet High School, a product of the community that walked the streets of these community. Trust me, I know. I was one of those students at one time. I know what the needs are, and, and, and I, I strongly encourage you all to help fill those needs. Thank you, and once again, God bless you. All right, listeners, it's that time in the show where we have our review of the news. And today I'm so excited to have back on air none other than our top investigator, most often instigator, T.I. Pam. Pam, how have you been? I have been wonderful. Um, quarantined, but I've been good. Okay, well. I'm sorry about the quarantine, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But I want to start off with a story regarding the Ahmaud Arbery case. And if we can recall, he's a black man who was pursued, gunned down as he jogged through a Brunswick neighborhood last year. Well, a former Georgia district attorney has been booked on charges linked to her alleged mishandling of his case. She turned herself in this past Wednesday. State prosecutors allege that she used her position to delay arrest of the white men who chased and killed the 25-year-old Ahmaud Aubrey. And I wanted to bring this story up because I'm finding, even though it's delayed, that there seems more of a call for justice and accountability as it relates to some of the incidents happening against our young men of color. Yeah, I totally agree. My issue is, why does it take them so long? Because a lot of these should be open and closed cases. There's always witnesses, there's videos, and I know it's a process you have to go through, but it seems like sometimes it just takes too long. Yeah, maybe like they're trying to avoid the obvious outcome, but... Because we're in a time of social media, of cell phones, of recordings, and like you said, there are witnesses and such, it's hard to ignore it and really push it under the rug. But it it does take a while. But I'm glad that there is some justice in this case because I haven't really seen them go after DAs much and how they've handled some of these cases. So maybe uh, that will set a tone moving forward for how people are handling these things. Yeah, I hope so. And you mentioned social media and cell phones. 
and everything that are picking it up now. But just think of how many things happened before, before technology advanced. So I hate to think of it. Me too. I hate to think of it. Yeah. So um, back to you mentioned you were in quarantine. And I know many people who have been in and out of quarantine over the past year or so. And people are still on the fence as how to handle COVID and all its variants. There are currently no mask mandates or particular protocols in place in our neck of the woods, even though Tennessee has been revealed to be number one in new COVID cases in the country. And so I'm tired of the debate. I'm really not trying to get into that on this show. Uh, it's become rather political in my opinion, but I do have some questions. I know one of the arguments is over the vaccine, whether to get it or not, and I know that people have their rights and personal preference, but I do wonder how is it that it's mandatory for your child to take vaccines for the measles and other things when they enter school, but there can't be a mandate or any type of precaution with COVID. Like, to me, either you have a policy and stick to it, I'm not sure, what the difference is, why can't kids go to school then without any vaccine? So that's one question I have. I don't know that you necessarily know the answer, but it's a question I want to put out there. And that's a good good question because um, I know kids, like you said, couldn't start school without their shots. And then seventh, you had to get seventh grade shots. And then when right. my kids went to college, they had to get college shots. I don't know if people think that they are being forced to take the vaccine, but it's really no different in them telling you you have to get it for school. Now, jobs is a different different thing. I really don't agree with you losing your job because you won't get vaccinated. If you, I remember working at UT Hospital, and I didn't want to get um, the flu shot. And so they said, well, if you don't get the flu shot, then you'll have to wear your mask um, the whole shift. And so I was like, well, I'm fine with that. So there are other precautions that you can take. Um, so you don't have to have to get it, but it's just, I, I don't even know what to say about it. It seems like it's a never-ending cycle, and when I say I'm in quarantine, I haven't been around anyone that's been exposed, but my quarantine is like half the rest at this point. Oh, okay. All right. So my other question is, have we just decided that it is going to be survival of the fittest? and I was sad to learn that one of our local bus drivers recently died of COVID, and I've had several community members and family of friends that have passed away recently. And so have we become numb to that, and it's just like a casualty of war, a war against COVID? Are we just going to be okay with this? I don't know. It seems like it's become a norm now. I mean, you hear people passing, and that's the first thing people think, oh, they passed from COVID. It might not even be COVID, but it's just so regular now. And the bus driver that died, that was just a sad, sad story. And different stories that um, I'm hearing, this young lady, her kids play on the football team, organization my grandson plays with, and she died yesterday. And it's mm. just, I don't, it, it's not even about you being old or young or vaccinated or not vaccinated. It's, it's like it, it can take anyone out at any given time at this point. And then they have these different variants coming out. They said they have another one in India. They need to keep that on over there because we got enough going on over here as it is. 
Girl, what you say? Well, last week I shared that a lawsuit had been filed by parents against Tennessee Governor Bill Lee. Now a teacher, her child, and an organization of pediatricians have signed on in support of the lawsuit. The child is immunocompromised, but I'm interested in how this will turn out because you have almost a polarization of whether to take precautions in the schools or not. You have people who have people in their homes who have some risk factors and they're really trying to be precautious. And then you have people who feel like, as you mentioned, wearing a mask or getting a vaccine is an infringement of rights. So some kids can't go to school, but everybody is supposed to be guaranteed the right to a public education. So this is going to be interesting to see how this turns out. However this turns out, it's going to be a new consideration, I bet, in other situations moving forward. It most definitely is. And I want the parents to stay consistent in what they want. If they don't want their kids to go to school because of risk factors, then they shouldn't be playing sports. And they, that don't sure shouldn't be at the fire. Boop, boop. All righty then. Well, sometimes, I'm moving on, if y'all didn't know. That train has left the tracks. Okay. So, Pam, you and I know how sometimes it's hard just because we're people of color. And life just becomes hard because of the color of our skin. It's unfortunate, but it's the way it is. And there are challenges that come in our day-to-day lives that exhaust me. But we persevere, and we read and hear of stories often where black people have become the target of something really silly. Uh, and so I saw here this past Labor Day, there was a couple who went to a farm in Massachusetts. And evidently on this farm, you can pick different things and they give you a bag and you put your stuff in. And they had spent $100 on food and then they had this bag for their apple picking where they noticed that their children had picked a few extra apples that wouldn't fit in the bag they had purchased, so they put it in the stroller which they were planning to pay for before leaving. And I will say this, because they had not left the form yet, I don't see how they could have accused them of stealing because they hadn't left yet. But anyway, I'm going to fast forward through the story to say that the woman's purse was searched and the police were called. They ended up realizing they'd been overcharged for what they had purchased anyway. So the form's operator reached out to the couple to apologize and added that the staff would go through diversity, equity, and inclusion training. It seems like I've heard that before. But also, let's just note the value of these apples. The six apples that they had to go through all this stress over were worth $4. $4 an apple? No, total. So they were, oh, Lord, Jesus, take the whole car. (laughs) (laughs) Not take the wheel, take the whole, not take the wheel, take the whole car. Take the whole car. So they called the police for four dollars. Yes, four dollars worth of apples. After they had spent a hundred, that they was overcharged with anyway. They, yes, yes, yes. And they think some diversity training is going to help that. Well, they're hopeful, Pam. They're hopeful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now that you put it that way, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Um, but that does seem to sometimes be the stock answer for companies when they are called out or these incidents have been revealed publicly, then they want to address the situation. 
instead of being proactive and making sure that there is an encouragement or at least they're trying to create an environment or atmosphere where people are respectful, you know, because you can't really change necessarily every single person. But in your workplace, you can control how that goes. And so they should have encouraged that on the front end, and I'm hoping that more people do. But I guess later is better than never. And I don't know, Pam, if that's going to help with them costing people over $4 worth of apples or not. I know, them apples must have been special. It might have been apples that Adam and Eve had. Or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I got one last thing, because, Pam, I know you stay on top of these types of stories. And I must admit that there is a gap now, and I don't know if we want to call it a generational gap, but it is for me as far as some of the younger artists that are out, even though, like, I try, but I just cannot keep up with everybody, especially the rappers. But there is one. Is it Uzi Burt, Pam? Yeah, it's little okay. Uzi Burt. Okay, oh, well, I got the name right. I, I was trying to practice. And, um, he claims that a $24 million diamond, which he had embedded in his forehead, was ripped out by someone at this music festival. So, you know, I got really all kinds of questions here. Help me understand about this diamond being embedded in his forehead. How does that happen? I don't know. And I, when he said he was going to do it, it really just blew my mind. Because, first of all, he's been paying on it for years before he could even get enough to put it in his forehead. $24 million? $24 million, it was He makes that million. kind of money? I'm sorry. I know I keep cutting you off, but I'm stuck on that. We're going to get to <laughs> You said surgically. Okay, I get it. Surgically embedded in his head. But let me, let me hone in on this $24 million. He has made that kind of money that he could yeah. spend it on one thing to put in his forehead, one diamond. Yeah, he he made that much money rapping. I bet I bet he has because he's had some well some some hits and he has a huge fan base and he does sell out shows so I'm pretty sure he's not oh. that much. Okay, so he spends it on a diamond to get surgically embedded in his forehead. Right, but he's had it on a payment plan. You said since 2007. What kind of layaway is that? I just now got seven. It's been on layaway for four years. For four years, <laughs> and then. Whoever snatched it out, they're going to be mad when they get to the pawn shop and it's worth $12.74. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he wasn't flaunting, Pam. Okay. Well, that's all I really have for today. I'm just so glad to have you back. I know that I've been running some different interviews, which they are important, but I know the fans miss you, and so did I as we cover the news. So I can't wait to hear what you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it because my conspiracy theories will be back. Oh, oh no. No. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? I really, this week marks the death of Tupac. And, of course, there are a lot of conspiracy theories and rumors still circulating his death. And I was almost afraid to bring that up. But, Pam, uh, we'll, we'll hear what you have to say next week about that. Okay, because I, I got a doozy for y'all. I know you do. I know you do. But y'all listeners, just tune in. That's our cliffhanger. We'll tune in and see 
what conspiracy theory Pam brings back to us next week. Well, once again, we've come to the end, but be reminded you can call in with your thoughts or opinions to our talk line. That's 865-409-1170, 865-409-1170. You can also leave comments on TalkingWithTea.com. Share stories or spill some tea. In the meantime and in between time, engage with us on social media and subscribe to Talking With Tea Daily, our online newspaper for your daily scoop of trending news to find out what we're talking about. Be sure to stay tuned to the D.L. Hughley Show right here on the historic WJBE. And when you turn down for the evening, check out the smooth grooves from the Sweat Motel. Thank you for tuning in to Talking With T, your urban talk show. The show designed with you in mind. And we would love to connect with you right now on social media. All things Talking With T. And you can listen to the show 24-7, 365 on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Now on that note, T will end with a quote. We should not judge people by their peak of excellence but by the distance they have traveled from the point where they started. Henry Ward Beecher. Remember where you heard the word and keep being kind until next time. You've been listening to Talking with Tea.